Hey, welcome to Kickin' Gags, a podcast by Zero Hanger. I'm your host, Phoenix Trinidad, and this is a laid-back look at all things footy. The podcast where me, a comedian, talks to other comedians about footy, AFL footy. So, today's guest is comedian Joseph Green, a very funny man, just a lovely person all round. He talks a lot about North in the 90s, and he goes on one of the all-time shinboner rants. You can also listen in real time as Joseph finds out that the AFL is a not-for-profit, which is uh, puzzling to a lot of people. Anyway, he just recorded a comedy special, and it's on YouTube now. You can go watch it now. Uh, listen to the podcast first, then go watch Joey's special. It's called What Are the Chances? It's very funny. It has one of the um, best endings to a special that I've seen in a long time, and he's just a very lovely person. He also he only told me after we finished recording the podcast that he played VFL for Coburg, I think. Anyway, this podcast was recorded in June of 2023, so a lot of it is a little bit outdated, but a lot of it is still very... Very much, very much relevant. So yes, please enjoy this chat with Joseph Green. Good to see you, man. I you haven't too, seen you in a little while. Um, so yeah, we were just talking about off air. We we're going through our um, Zero Hanger rookie rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheezel has just been dethroned by Ashcroft. I don't know when this is going to come out. I think it'll be a couple of weeks from now. But um, Sheezel will be back on top. He will be. He's like one of the best. Like so, I, I went to the D's North Melbourne game. Uh, a few weeks back, which Ooh, didn't end. <laughs> it didn't end well for you guys, but unreal. Like he's he's just so composed for a first year player. Like, he's incredible. Yeah, I, they should make him captain within the next <laughs> three years. Three. I mean, I oh, three even, years. Okay. I don't even think that's that crazy. He'd be like 21, 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he, they just need him as captain. Yeah, he's just you know, with all due respect to Lukey and Jai, he's just he's just at another level. Yeah, him and LDU. And Georgie, yeah, that's really going to be what brings us up. I um, I'll I'll admit, I I'm just, a North Melbourne supporter. Yes, so if, if that wasn't that. clear, yeah. yeah. But I um, I didn't know who Luke McDonald was until like this year. Like I knew who he was, but I didn't know he was captain. I I knew like maybe like four things about him. Yeah. And then I went to the um, AFL Captain's Day and we interviewed him and stuff. And he was really nice bloke. But I was just like, you are the most generic looking. AFL player that I've ever seen. He's but right. lovely man. But he's, uh, he's a handsome lad at the right angle. Yeah, no, he is. But yeah. I mean, you were just about to strip the captaincy from him. So no, no, I definitely was. <laughs> Not about to. I would do it in a heartbeat. I mean, I love Luke. I mean, I don't know Luke, except I did. I used to live uh, on Arden Street and Errol Street. You're kidding? And, and okay. there's a, a pub. I think it's the Limerick Hotel. Right. And it's I mean it's on Arden Street, the same street as the, our footy ground. And sometimes the players would come in there. And this was years ago, so no knock on Luke. But he would come in there a bit. Yeah. And uh, just oh, – I feel bad for bringing this up. But he would just bet on the dogs. <laughs> and I'm like – it's like I'm, I'm so much older than him. I'm not so much older, but I'm a little bit older than him. Yeah, yeah. And it just – and I kind of look up to him though in a way. That's the yeah. weird thing when you're in your 30s yeah. and you're still – inside like a little boy looking up to these players <laughs> yeah. but you realize oh these my idols are like 10 years younger than me <laughs> yeah 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 and at midday they're like betting on greyhounds <laughs> it's real like yeah you really grow up when you realize that your yeah your hero is younger than you uh i physically look up to afl players so i sort of get away with it yeah. like when i interview afl players i have to 
they're all like 10 feet taller than me. So like- AFL players have been here in this- in, in Oh, this no, 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 no. I, go to, I have to go to them. I can't bring them into- I can't yeah. bring them in here, yeah. Joey. <laughs> no, I will eventually. It's but, a nice, nice spot for Yeah, no, it's not bad. But uh, they, yeah, so I went down to like the captain's day and I've, I've done a couple of events where I have to interview them. And uh, yeah, it is. So I still kind of get that little- that little boy thing going where I'm yeah. just like, oh, you are a superstar, Christian Petrarca. Oh, yeah. But uh, is, is he your captain? No. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Our captain is Max Gorn. Yeah. The, of course. Of course, yeah. Mate, he's the captain's captain. Yeah, if right. that's a thing. I mean, he's a – again, I love Luke McDonald, but Max Gorn is <laughs> like – he is just the aspirational – embodiment of what you would love in a captain yeah and like a real see, modern type captain too yeah and he's funny he's yeah. silly he's a bloody good player he won a premiership I yeah mean, i mean everyone loves a winner so yeah, yeah. So you <laughs> jump on that bandwagon after the fact yeah so how did you uh start i do have some backstory but like how how did you start as a north melbourne supporter that that's a family thing right it is a family thing i don't yeah. know what your research has been or i so i i do remember when you posted this at the time yeah okay um but your grandfather played one game yeah he did for the kangaroos maybe two I, yeah I, I, apparently he says it's <laughs> i don't know why you exaggerate this he says i definitely played two but Officially, they've got him down as one. <laughs> but he's like, it was definitely two. Yeah. Like, but they had me down as someone else for that game. I mean, it would be a crazy thing to lie about. But they have him, even on their official records, as playing one senior game. Yeah, Gordon yeah. Green. Gordon Green. Yeah. I don't know what year that would have been in 30s or 40s. Maybe everyone was at the war and he was like <laughs> kicking it. But yeah. he, I do believe he's the oldest uh, ex North Melbourne player. Maybe and he, he might living. Yeah, he might living. even be one of the oldest AFL players still living. Right. Or VF slash VFL. Right. He's 98, 99. He just turned 99. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so, how's it going? He's going all right. Just I mean, still, he's, he's very fragile. Yes. But he's cognizant and coherent. So does he still like talk about that one game? Like, has he got that he down to like a science, that story of him nah, playing he, one game? No, he's not. Uh, not so much, actually. Right. Maybe he didn't do too much, as much <laughs> to talk about. But he's very like engaged with footy on a week to week basis. Yeah, think. right. Yeah. yeah. Does yeah. he read Zero Hangout? I'll, I mean, he will now, <laughs> won't he? Imagine that. Like, that's how his life ends. Yeah. <laughs> Zero Hangout. The oldest shin boner still alive. And, and, and that's, that's how it ends for him, just seeing his, his grandson on the Zero Hangout podcast. <laughs> And, and that being enough, yeah. happy in his heart, like finally I can rest in true peace. I didn't even have to wait for a North Melbourne premiership. I can leave this mortal coil. <laughs> well, he would have seen it. He would have seen a couple in the 90s. Oh, yeah, of course he yeah, saw yeah, a couple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when were you – did you go to one? Did you go to one? Yeah, yeah, both. Oh, really? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, How's yeah. that? I oh, mean, the, the ecstasy yeah. that we all long for. Oh. <laughs> Could only imagine. I mean – you know, I even with, with my right hand, Phoenix, <laughs> I even touched the Premiership Cup in 99 when, when Johnny Longmire came to the boundary and held it aloft <laughs> to the masses. And I was like getting squashed and like, on your horse. <laughs> and I just remember feeling like I, I was so squashed. I couldn't even like my vision had been obscured, yes. but I could feel you it could like, feel like it. Braille <laughs> reading Premiers. My right index finger. <laughs> oh my god! So that was 
not sorry, ninety nine. Yeah, I would have been like 13, 14 years old. Yeah, God. Yeah, yeah that. And and I saw I saw the um, what did I? I saw the ninety eight loss. Right. We, we kicked two to twelve to halftime. Mm-hmm. And we sorry, no, not we were up by twenty four points at halftime against Adelaide. And in the second quarter, we'd kick two twelve. Right. In the second quarter, and I just remember thinking. 12 behinds in a quarter, that that could be costly. Yeah. Like if we don't win from here. <laughs> it's not ideal. Like 12 behinds will be like, they'll be ruining that. And then yeah. Jarman ran over the top of us. Right. And then going even further back, my first like heartache in my life, romantic or otherwise, <laughs> was in 1994. And I, again, I was there, the prelim against uh, Geelong. Right. Where we led most of the game. Mickey Martin had contained Gary Ablett to maybe zero goals or mm. maybe one goal. Mm. And then in the last second last kick of the game, Lee Tudor just got this shank left punt that just floated over Mickey's <laughs> hand and into Ablett's paw, scores a level. He marks Siren went and then he kicked this goal. And, and I was so sad. I was with my dad and he knew I was like, I was grieving like, just weeping there mm. and we let the whole mcg like leave <laughs> you just stayed yeah we, we said like i i don't i mean we know each other a little bit i don't know yeah. but like if you've ever experienced this so dramatic like such <laughs> a grief poetic, i'm telling you such a grief that like you're par- like i can't move like yeah the, no human being in history has experienced this sort of grief <laughs> and and just your body, like, I can't walk now. Yeah. And that's how I felt as like an eight, nine-year-old. Yeah, eight, nine-year-old, I was going to say. Watching <laughs> Gary Ablett just... <laughs> Destroy all your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I've definitely had... I mean, I've had, like, home and away games where I've just, like, Melbourne have just gotten belted. And I just... I didn't... I'd never leave a game early, but, like, I'll, there's been some losses where I've just stayed there just because I couldn't... I didn't have the energy to get up. They're demoralized. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, they're like, but when you see a team get demoralized like that, like North have in the last few years, it's in the last few weeks. <laughs> no, mate, in the last few weeks, we've kind of been competitive. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's not, it's just for the record. There's some hope there. <laughs> there is. Especially Brett Ratton's like, since he's been caretaker, there's some real positives. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying what they're all saying, but, um, do you, and this seems like a strange digression, but mm-hmm. do, you, do you ever watch the TV show Black Mirror? I do. Yeah, like, I haven't seen the latest season. So, I mean, a lot of them are so dark. Yeah. This season, no exception. And they even p- feel particularly bleak yeah. in this current season. Right. And that's what it's like, I think, to see North Melbourne or Melbourne in their <laughs> era yeah. when they're just getting pumped. Yeah. Like it must be for like West Coast yeah. last week. Yeah. Hundreds, that's like... That's particularly bad. That's like, I forgot what that felt like um, because all of that happened. Like the Melbourne, the 186, like back in Geelong when we got belted. You lost by 186? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't th- wait, hang on. I don't know if that was the margin or the total score. No, I think that was the margin. 186 was the margin. Yeah. You don't remember that? Down at um, Goodenia Park. I think it was 2013. I yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember it. That, like, that's just a formative memory like that changed me as a person i think that changed my the life were my you life. there no 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 god no changed your life. <laughs> it just, no because how it's old like, were you at the time i so okay so i was born in 93 yeah and yeah. then my afl knowledge 
I came online in 2000, that 2000 grand final where the D's yeah, yeah, lost yeah, to yeah, Essendon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then to th- for some reason, when we started really going downhill, like in 2000 and probably started 2010, that's when I really started following footy. How long were you down for? Oh, I mean. Because I, I, I actually didn't live in Melbourne from 2010 to like 2013, 2014. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I probably, forgive me for not remembering. <laughs> that's all right. So maybe, I, oh man, it's, I don't want to get it wrong, but I would say so late 2000s, around 2008, we started declining. And then 2011 to 13 were probably the worst years that we've ever had as a club. Yeah. That was when we went through like... Three wooden spoons or what happened? No, because that's also like Gold Coast and GWS came in. So that was our only saving grace. I think 2012, we won two games and that was against GWS and Gold Coast. Um, Otherwise, we would have been... That's depressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just propping you up from complete humiliation. Yeah. And then 2013 is when we got belted by Geelong. And then I think 2014 is when Ruzi signed on. And then that was three years of Ruzi. The saviour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. while we're talking about the, oh yeah so that whole uh that loss that one loss and then the media circus around that being like this is the lowest point of the club whatever i'd forgotten what that felt like in the having that in the zeitgeist mm. until like last week last when week. west coast got yeah. belted but people don't feel sorry for west coast though. no because they won a still, premiership yeah they're like four, the richest five years club. ago yeah, yeah. And, i mean people still on their waiting list to become a member mm. so they're going to be so fine if yeah, that it's just I think it was that type of loss that I've never yeah. like I've I've forgotten what that was like. It almost feels merciful that North Melbourne didn't experience to to that degree. We've yeah. had a couple of hundred pointers. Yeah, but it's never like they're never great. Yeah, hundred points is pretty like demoralizing. <laughs> yeah, but how did it actually? You said it changed you. How did it change I, the well, psyche of Phoenix? You know, because I I had a. That, that was like one of the darkest things that's ever happened to me, I, th- right. I guess, at the time. I've had a pretty good upbringing. <laughs> so, like, that was, like, that's the only, I mean, you know, in a football sense, that's just, like, the darkest thing that I've ever I've ever witnessed. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's, I just I think it, like, like, have you ever met a St. Kilda fan? Like, they're, I think, Seren Jayamana uh, said that they're, like, they just have a different, vibe to them they're their institutionalized is, losers their aura is changing yeah change. yeah i'll tell you who's got uh i'm kind of doing his bit but he's got this great story matt stewart yes have you spoken to him he was uh the second guest that we had oh he there. was yeah Can yeah, you yeah. tell this story uh, his, was it about locket no, no about the bets like no he didn't bets that he put on he didn't tell this no oh it's one of my favorite things it- just ever it's so funny <laughs> is it a story that he would have wanted to i'm surprised he didn't share it yeah so can i can i share it oh yeah definitely <laughs> so so he's a mad st kilda matt stewart's a mad st kilda supporter yeah and uh for those who don't know i'm assuming you do they they just lose yeah and particularly premiership like grand finals <laughs> not premierships they don't win any premierships unfortunately for them but they um what they've been in like three two or three grand finals in the like 2000s yeah after two or three losses, and also the late 90s as well, one or two. Yeah. And and so I guess Matt seen, had seen maybe four grand final losses. Yes. And he had resolved to himself in maybe 2009 or 10, if we're in another grand final, I can't take these losses. I'm going to put $1,000 <laughs> on our position beating us. So even if we lose, 
I'll make anywhere between five hundred and two thousand dollars. <laughs> right. And and that will just mitigate the brokenheartedness yeah. of the day. And yeah, so two thousand nine, I think he puts that he comes up with that resolution in his own mind. And then 2010, St. Kilda made the grand final again. Yeah. Says, I, I can't, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And they play Collingwood in the grand final. <laughs> puts $1,000 on Collingwood. And it's the first drawn grand final in like <laughs> 35 years. Does that pay out? Of course not. <laughs> he loses it. There are three possible outcomes. Win, lose or draw. Oh, man. He put it all on a Collingwood win and he lost. <laughs> And then I don't know if this is true. I think he was like, oh my God, that's the universe speaking to me. Yeah. He's like, I should never bet against myself. <laughs> so he goes the next week all in no. on St. Kilda. I got to commit to my club. He puts a thousand on St. Kilda and Colin would pump him the next week. I mean, he but loses a couple of grand. That's like, <laughs> and St. Kilda loses another grand. <laughs> That's just not a smart bet. Even like, because if you watch that drawn it's grand beautiful. final, they would definitely, I'm, they'd put everything into I'm, that. I'm not a betting man, but I know that obviously betting agencies, sports, but they just are so prolific. Yeah. And it's sort of disconcerting how <laughs> powerful they are. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're sponsoring this or not. <laughs> they run ads on Surrounding, <laughs> yeah. but it's fine. But uh, they, I remember just in, the, yeah, I don't usually bet, but in, in like 2020 in the lockdowns, you like getting sink footy every there was yeah. like three weeks sink yeah. footy every day and and they're always trying to get you with like good deals yeah and i remember um north we're like bottom i think second last mm-hmm. around that time and the government had a thing where they would give you access to early super oh right? no yeah and and uh brisbane was second first or second on the ladder kind of mid-season 2020 mm-hmm. north were playing brisbane in queensland yeah and they were paying like a dollar oh five, right? And I thought that's five percent. Yeah, I could, uh, and they are guaranteed <laughs> to win five percent of ten thousand dollars. That's five hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I not just get my access to my early super? Yeah. I'll get easy five hundred. Yeah. Easy, and I'm just you don't have anybody to talk to, and you're like, <laughs> of course, this makes so much sense. Yeah. And I remember just ringing my brother, running it by him. Gee, bro, that's a bit risky. <laughs> Imagine if you lose 10K. And then I like looked into the process of accessing it. And it was it was mainly the all of the bureaucracy that you had to navigate <laughs> to get it. Then I'm like, oh, I can't be bad. Yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't I didn't get the 10 grand. I didn't put it on the game. But then I go to watch that game. North Melbourne lost by a point. Oh, we lost by one point, and I was, I was having heart palpitations while watching it because I'm watching it going. This would be amazing if we, were, but I was also kind of feeling sick. Yeah, because I'm like, imagine if I put that bet on. Yeah, I would have been just like, I would have had a heart attack, <laughs> an actual heart attack, and and I didn't know what you believe in as far as like our interconnectedness with everything, mm-hmm. but I felt it was like. A butterfly effect moment because yeah. I'm like I reckon if I put that bet on, yeah, it would have been another Matt Stewart. <laughs> it would have just rippled the universe in such a way, yeah, that North Melbourne won that game, yeah, and I lost ten thousand <laughs> of, of my super trying to make five hundred 
in a lockdown. I love that it's like the the only thing stopping you from doing that was like filling out a form. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was the only thing. It's literally like it was way too easy to get access to your super and then you could just do whatever you wanted with it. And like, yeah, I mean, are you, have you laid a bet since? No, I haven't. Have you ever laid a bet? I mean, I'm sure I have. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, the first bet I ever put on was like as a kid. Mm. Uh, when I learned of the concept of betting, I'm yeah. like, oh, how does this work? Was it with Luke McDonald on the dogs? Hey? <laughs> no, 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 no. See, I was an adult by that time. But when I was a kid, kid, and dad said, oh, you know, you bet on a team to win. Some teams pay more than others. And sometimes you can bet on like the margin, like over a certain amount. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I remember betting on a game that wasn't a North Melbourne game. It was like a Carlton-Essendon game. And, mm. Um, but you had to be like over 23 points or under 23 points, yeah, something right. like that. And, and I got the bet right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, Carlton are going to win this by more than 23. Or, yeah. Um, and I got it. And it was back in the day, like at the TAB where you, they'd give you like the piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. Scrunch you up and then, yeah. and then you go, yeah, here it is. And they give you money. And so I won the bet and dad was like, let's go and collect your winnings. I'm like, sure, sure. And um, I wanted it to be, it scrunched up a bit, the, the paper. And I wanted it to be really like crisp when I presented it at the TAB. So what? I'm like, okay, just, just, I had it in my mind. It would be nice if it's crisp. <laughs> I don't want to give it scrunched up. It doesn't feel like a winner to me. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. want it to feel like a winner. So I said, yeah, yeah, I'll just be with you in a sec. And my dad, uh, you know, working, wearing a suit and shirt and stuff, he'd often iron his shirt. Mm. And in the laundry, he had to like the iron board out. So I'm like, I know what I, and I just put the, the, the ticket on the ironing board, got the iron and just put it straight over the ticket <laughs> and then it made it pitch black, <laughs> just crisped it. Why would you do that? And I just burst into tears. I just burst into tears. And my, my dad must have been so relieved because he, he came in and I, I was like holding the iron like, ah! and he was like, holy shit, drop the iron. He was sure that I'd like, like just placed it on my skin. He's like, what's wrong? Where are you burned? Where am I burned? I'm like, the ticket. I burned the ticket. He's like, what's wrong with you? He's like, but you're not burned. You're okay. I'm okay with the ticket. The $20. The <laughs> $20. Yeah, I mean, yeah. football can change the course of your life, as yeah. I was talking about. <laughs> uh, I've been an idiot for a long time. That's, that's the takeaway from that story. <laughs> Look, I'm glad you don't bet. Yeah, so uh, I don't. I, I shouldn't. I mean, it never works out well for me. Yeah. Even with the, when I win, I find out a way to lose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't bet either, but it is, it is, um, it's kind of, it is exhausting, just all the ads and stuff, um, which I probably shouldn't say because we do get sponsored of course. Uh, by them on the, but it's, you know, that's just part of, that's just part of it, man. It is part of it. Yeah. That's, they've got so, and, and, and the TV rights, I, I'm, I don't know if this is something you guys discuss or surely you've got an opinion, but I, I feel this is on the player's wages. Okay. Yeah. Do, do, you, have, do you have some opinions on that? Um, I will. Whenever what, you you go first. Well, then. well, I, I don't know. Like, if I mean, it'd be great to work at the AFL, <laughs> but because they're just looking after each other so yeah crazily. Like boys club. There's twelve blokes in there earning a seven figure plus salary. Yeah, and 
when you, when you look at other sports, whether it's the Premier League, NBA, obviously these are bigger sports worldwide, mm. or but even the NRL, which mm. is a smaller um, sport than the AFL. Yeah. Just looking at the the percentage of profits that the competition makes that the right. players have access to. Yeah. So in the NBA, for example, 50%. Mm. In um, Premier League, it's there's a few more moving parts. Yeah. But it equates to between 45 and 50. Yeah. Uh, NRL, 42. Yeah. So if, just if you're like, oh, that's different. NRL's 42. Yeah. Do you know what the AFL is? I'm going to assume it's a lot lower. It's 27. Yeah. And that wow. has gone up. Yeah. Like that... The AFLPA were like, oh, this is crazy. We want more money. Like, yeah. how about 27%? Of that? All right. <laughs> and I'm just like, why are these guys not overhauling the hierarchy? Yeah. I don't know if it's an Australian thing that we're so, we regard ourselves as so like happy go lucky and like not caring, but also, and kind of anti establishment, but at mm. the same time, kind of, uh, very well behaved. Yeah. If we're like, no, you should be grateful. Nobody, mate. nobody rocks the boat. In yeah, AFL. don't. Ro- but that's a very Australian thing as well. Yeah. It's like, mate, why wouldn't you be happy, mate? Yeah. You're earning two hundred k, three hundred k. Yeah. That's such good money. But it's like, yeah. But it, it, if if you get drafted, you should be like earning a great wage immediately. I yeah. think if you're an AFL player and you're yeah. drafted into the system that has a TV rights deal that's six billion dollars. Yeah. Over six years, like yeah, I didn't even know the Australian economy was that big. <laughs> You're like, we have six billion dollars in this country. Well, do you know what blew my mind is when I found out that the AFL is a non-for-profit. What? Yeah, right. What? <laughs> time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. I swear to God. What do you mean a non-for-profit? It's a non. It's a non-for-profit. The like, it's classed as a not not-for-profit or whatever. Yeah, that yeah, is. yeah, 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 yeah. So. There's a few interesting things about that. That entitles organizations. Well, that's interesting because I think if you're a non-for-profit, you don't have to disclose all your salaries. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I'd, I don't know enough about it and there's definitely people that work here that would know, would be able to tell you all this sort of stuff. But so dodgy. I found I found out the other, a maybe a few months ago. It just happens to take in $6 billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I remember because like I, I started looking into it when I think when Buddy signed that massive contract and like everybody was making a huge deal about I think it I don't know if it was the first one, but it was touted as one of the first like oh, he's getting paid a million a year mm. sort of things in mm. AFL. And it's like, oh, wait, we weren't already doing that. Like he the amount of money that he brings in, like the it, amount of people that he gets through the gate. It's crazy. Alone. Yeah. I mean, look at uh when uh, Andrew Dimitrio was CEO, mm. he was on like two, two and a half million. Yeah. And this is maybe 2013, 2014. And Gary Ablett, he was like the best player in the league at the time. Yeah. He was on like one million. Yeah. And and there is no other sport in the world where the, the administrator, most, the marquee player yeah. is getting not even half mm. of one of the administration yeah. or the CEO. That's, that's crazy. It's crazy. Something is... Not right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. and, but why would the the, the, the executives aren't going to like upset that apple cart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not going to rock that boat. Like, but yeah, the, and the players, the play, like, because 
we have, I think, in AFL, um, and this was going to be one of my questions later on, is like uh, I'm going to do a quick fire sort of thing later on, yeah. but I guess we're going to cover that in this. But like the AFL, over, like the whole AFL as a landscape, it just overreacts at the tiniest like rocking of the boat. Like Lumumba like, was one of my favourite players yeah 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 and he rocked the boat in the tiniest way he was just a little bit weird and then yeah. he stood up for what he wanted and the whole thing like everyone was against him for like whatever reason yeah but I, it really if you really go back to what he said and all that and it's like it's not what did he, he did not what did he say he was just kind of like he was obviously he had the racial tensions with collingwood and all yeah. that stuff the do better report yeah. all that kind of stuff but like in the, if you compare that to what happens in, in sports, like on a larger scale and stuff, like yeah. that is such a tiny, tiny thing that gets. I mean, good on him for, for yeah. being true to himself. I mean, AFL. One thing that really pisses me off is is when people like, oh, just keep the politics out of it. Yeah, it's like, dude, you saying that is like you being a fish in the ocean saying, I don't believe in salt water. <laughs> It's like you're in it, yeah. right? Like it's a political game. Yeah. There are men and women playing. Mm. It's a, 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 like all, race is a big issue mm. in Australia as a whole and also in the AFL. And and sport is actually like one of the great things about sport is that it is actually political yeah. and so triggers so many people. Mm. And we haven't even seen that as much as we have in the last, you know, five years or so. Yeah. And I mean I think it's good because it really brings it out mm. of like – but it also like reveals. It's very easy to say, look at how ugly AFL culture is, or mm. how AFL supporters are. You look at like the, the treatment Adam Goods when he was really copying, and you're like, that's just it makes you sick. Mm. But then it's like, this is just this is not just an AFL problem. This is a, like an Australian problem, yeah. or like a global problem. What is the vehicle? That like you know is being used to yeah. drive but, the conversation. But around just trying to be like, can things. we just keep politics here and sport there? It's like, yeah. mate, you, you don't get to you, do that. You cannot. Yeah, you can't have your cake and eat it too. In yeah. that way. it's just part of it. Humans have to play the sport, and yeah. humans are political. Yes, like, yeah. that's, that's, and 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 if you really unpack it, you probably even even the most bigoted person probably enjoys that yeah. about it. But is like when it's upsets their own, you know, outdated politics or beliefs that like mm. uh, discriminatory or whatever, like they don't want to like, they want to keep it separate because it's like, oh, but football is like my comfort thing. That's yeah. where I'm safe. Yeah. It's like, no, everyone should be safe here. And uh, now that these issues are coming out, and in parallel to the rest of society, you're a bit like uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think... Often we think as a society, oh, we've like progressed. Mm. Like you think, I remember like, because there's still never been a man come out and say they're gay. No, and I remember you used to have, you used to do a bit on stage I, about I do, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did it in the special, like recorded that bit. We'll get to that, yeah, yeah, but we'll get to the, that. Um, the crazy thing about that, so many people when I perform that bit, because I say that at the start of the joke, mm -hmm. uh, that no man has ever come out and said they're gay in AFL. And it's the only sport in the world where that's the case. Mm -hmm. And so many times, I reckon like one in five, people start having a conversation. No, that's not true. No, there have been AFL players play, playing, have been gay while they're playing. It's just mm. never, it's never happened. Yeah. And 
And you think, especially in a place like Melbourne, oh, we're so progressive. Like Melbourne loves to pat itself on the back. Oh, we're such a progressive, inclusive yeah. place. And maybe this is, oh, I was going to say two or three years ago, but it was definitely pre-pandemic. It might have been 2019 or something. But there's some talkback radio. And the question was, um, if, if someone came out and said they're gay now and they're from your club, what would you do? How would it make you feel? <laughs> I'm like, why, like, is that even an issue? Like, yeah. surely no one cares. Like, the game just goes on. Yeah. And then lo and behold, like, immediately you get a bloke calling out, like, listen, mate, I've been a Hawthorne supporter for the last 40 years and if any of those blokes came out and said they were gay now, I would cut up my membership. Yeah. And I'm like, well, good, mate. Yeah. Let him, I hope it's from Hawthorne. Because, yeah. Because, like, <laughs> we don't want you there. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of digressed. But uh, <laughs> other than to say that AFL illuminates these things that are very, like, still in the psyche. Yeah. They, they exist whether or not AFL exists or not. Yes. And AFL is just the vehicle that... And magnifies it. Yeah, yeah. Really magnifies it. Yeah. So it's uncomfortable to look at. Yeah. Like, oh, we're still booing an Indigenous guy? Yeah. And be like, no, we don't actually, like... You know, when he gets an imaginary spear, that's why. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh really? Oh, yeah. oh, that's interesting. Okay. okay. Good story. So then as a, as a North fan, how, how are you feeling about this whole classic thing? And again, I don't know when this might be released yeah, in like yeah, a month's yeah. time from now. Yeah. It might be a completely different landscape thing. Yeah. And you don't have to have an opinion on it. No, I have an opinion. Oh, <laughs> of, course I have an, of course I have an opinion. I mean, yeah, I feel... Uh, it's really bad. The, yeah. the whole situation is really bad and really upsetting. And uh, you just feel for that, the families mm. before anyone. And uh, yeah, I hate to say it, but like, I hope like he wouldn't have done anything intentionally where he thought it was bad. Mm. And we're just speculating here, but it seems like he probably did do things that he thought was well-intentioned mm that deeply offended them. Yeah. It seems that is highly likely. Yeah. And and people don't like to be like, oh, it's just due process. Mm -hmm. Let's okay, let's do the due process. But he probably still did something bad. Mm -hmm. And and maybe a lot of us, myself included, might do something bad if we think we're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay, that's that's a it's not okay, but it might be okay to be like, okay, let's acknowledge I, I did a shitty thing. Mm -hmm. I was trying to do better and I want to do better. So let me learn from it. And uh, obviously we can look at the process and be like, well, that was a mess. That whole process should have been taken care of a lot better. Mm. Um, I don't think anybody's disputing that. Um, I mean, as a North Melbourne supporter, it was kind of just devastating <laughs> because like blow after blow after blow. And then when we got Clarkson, it was just like, Everyone our, was so happy. All our hope is on him. Yeah. And then, like, the bleakest thing ever. Just, yeah, I went, like, but it's just like, oh, God. That's, and, and the thing I feel as a North supporter, North's a great club. I love them, obviously. But, and maybe all AFL clubs are like this, but acknowledging when things are bad, mm -hmm. like, and if things are not good. For example, in that situation, Sonia, who's a great president, um, done so many good things but like I I think as a club that they tried to be like well this isn't a North Melbourne issue this mm. is just like a Hawthorne issue or yeah. like this has nothing to do with us 
And the same thing we said before, it's like, it's, it's not just to do with North Melbourne, it's to do with the whole country or even the world. It's like, again we're in the soup we're in the ocean like yeah yeah like it it is to do with us as well yeah and we can we're still part of the problem we're still part of the solution and can be and and need to be uh anyway so that's how i feel about that also i mean that's a clarkson thing just as a thing to north melbourne generally Mm -hmm. my own theory about north is that as far as acknowledging bad things like the Wayne Carey affair of 1999. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about heartbreaks in the 90s. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that is, that's really the ultimate. Yeah, yeah, right. And I don't know if you know this. This is a good bit of trivia, though. Yeah, but so just to give you kind of, I was a bit, I was pretty young when this whole yeah, thing yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, so you, you said you, you came, came into in 2000. 2000. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. This an, When did it, it happen? 2001, maybe? Yeah. So because I, we won I, the premiership. I do remember two- it happening. But, but you I, were just in your infancy yeah, as a football. I, I don't even know if I would have under, fully understood. Yeah, you know. and you were eight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. yeah, I was maybe 17 or – no, no, 15 or 16. Yeah. But uh, – and I loved Wayne Carey. My parents – I didn't even ask for this in the 90s – got me a Wayne Carey life-size cutout <laughs> and just put it in my bedroom. Why? Like that's what Why? I wanted. And even for me who like posters of – all the players. I yeah. was like, even this is a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> this, this feels like it. you're just there smiling. At it. <laughs> but uh, and also, some I won a raffle uh, as an eight or nine year old to go to the North Melbourne BNF. Yeah, right. And I went with my mum, and I'd already we'd go to see them train once a month and mm. get their photos, get an autograph, mm. and I had a photo of me and Wayne at training. Yeah, and I went up to him as an eight-year-old, and and I said, "Mom, I got to get this signature." And this is like ninety-four-ish, so ninety-five. Like Carey has been captain a few years. Yeah, he's a king. He's the he's the king. Yeah, and it required all my courage to go up to him and be like, "Listen, um, Wayne, can can you sign this photo?" Yeah, he's like, "Sure, mate." He's about to sign it. There's a picture of me and him, and just before he signs it, Mum says, "Oh no, 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 Wayne." Please not on the photo. On the back, if you could. He's like, yeah, sure. And he signs it on the back. I'm just like, thank you. And I, I walk back to the table with mum. She's like, what's the matter, sweetheart? You should be so happy. Why don't you just sign your photo? I'm like, mum, I want it on the photo. She's like, well, why didn't you say something? I'm like, well, I did. I presented it to him. And then you said something. You're like, well, just go back. Just ask him again. I'm like, can just ask him again. <laughs> it's literally the king. And then again, I waited like an hour and a half. Yeah. And then I went again. I yeah. was like, let him have a few beers. Maybe he'll forget about the seven-year-old boy <laughs> that's like interrupted his dinner <laughs> wearing a, a pink bow tie. Maybe he'll forget that. <laughs> I went back to him again, pink bow tie, little vest. And mum's like, you want me to come? I'm like, no. Maybe he won't remember if you're not there. <laughs> G'day, Wayne. Just wondering if you could sign sign this photo. And he'd had a few beers. He's like, mate, I haven't I signed this? I'm like, no. And then he turned around. He's like, yeah, I have signed it. Like, Your mum asked me on the back. I'm like, I'd actually like it if you signed it on the front. He's like, why didn't you say something? <laughs> he signed it. So now somewhere I've got this photo with two Wayne Carey. Two Wayne Carey. Signatures. Yeah. I wonder what that's worth now. <laughs> oh, God. But 
2001, he breaks all our hearts. He has an affair with his best mate's wife. Yeah. At Glen Archer's house. Yeah. Just insane stuff. Just with everyone there. And 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 this is this is the crazy stat I was about to share before we just keep digressing. Oh, I yeah. keep digressing. Is that um, the biggest media event, news item in the Herald Sun's history mm-hmm. is September 11th. No, no, that's the second biggest. <laughs> I fucked this story up because now you know where it's going. <laughs> September 11th is the second biggest news item in the Herald Sun's history. The yeah. day after, I think it was like 80 pages yeah. out of like 96 pages Yeah, had something to do with September 11th yeah. on 82 out of 90, 80 out of 96. And then when Wayne Carey had the affair, it was like 84 pages. <laughs> In the Herald Sun the next day had something about, about the affair. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's how much they knew that the, the Melbourne people would just eat, eat, eat that, that up. up. Fuck. I, yeah, like- and, 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 and it hurt the club so much. And I, I know from a player's perspective and a club's perspective, I mean, they lose one of the greatest players of all time. Mm-hmm. The start, like the week, two weeks before the first round. Mm. So they're like, well, we got, we got a season to play. Yeah. We got to m- push forward. We can't be like, oh, this has fucking broken us. <laughs> and I think we scraped into finals that year. Yeah. You know, good on them. But it, it hurt the club so much. They never wanted to acknowledge this was and, and condemn the behavior mm. and say, this hurt us. This was wrong. Yeah. And this was bad. Yeah. And they just, we just didn't talk about it. It's just like in North Melbourne groups, I mean, it comes up sometimes people arguing, but like North Melbourne as a, as a company, as a business, wouldn't put, just acknowledge like it. Yeah. acknowledge it for years until they just thought, oh, we've got to bring him back in. Like five years ago when we had like, yeah, we gave Archer Shinboner of the century. Mm. And it was like, this is the Shinboner of the century. The, but the, the, when they did the list of best players of all time, just bring that, and they want it because they've got one of the best players ever. They yeah. think it's in our best interest to just bring him back into the fold. Mm. But I feel like it would be better for the players, better for the supporters, better for the club as a whole if they said, "Listen, what happened this on this occasion was completely unconscionable. Yeah, it goes against everything we value, everything we represent, and what we want and value in." players and teammates and a community and this is not us yeah and it hurt us and i mean it ha- and, and and then some healing begins yeah. truly <laughs> because otherwise you're just sweeping it under the carpet and you're just trying to move a club on that is just r- fucking broken at its <laughs> core and 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 then then you're just trying to like stop gap for the next 20 years and then you've got someone like Boomer Harvey, like, oh, maybe we're moving on. Scott, Brad Scott takes us to a few prelims. Yeah. And then it's like, he doesn't, he's not invested in North Melbourne. Yeah. He gets rid of Harvey when he's still got a few seasons to yeah. play. And I still bring that to the Wayne Carey thing. <laughs> like, it's just it's creating a precedent for how do we treat our players? Yeah. And how do we treat each other? Yeah. And how do we acknowledge when things have gone wrong. And yeah. if there's any like common theme, this is not so funny anymore, is it? But, <laughs> but it's like, I mean, I feel like I need that as a North Melbourne supporter, <laughs> that, that healing, that deep healing. 
Like, and I, I feel like a lot of my shin bone and brethren yeah. who went through that feel a little bit the same. And it's Wayne Carey, I mean, he's not in the media now, oh, yeah. as you know, but I don't know if you know this, but he released, recently released a podcast. Oh, yeah. That dude's been tweeting like the whole time. Oh, has he? Yeah, yeah, Duck yeah. has. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, well, he's, he's leaned into the heel thing now. So he like- The healing? No, the heel, as in like, so you know in wrestling, when you're the heel, you're like the villain. Like a king. Oh, Kane oh, oh I get, Yeah, yeah. God. So he's like leaned into that. Yeah, right. I'm just being like, <laughs> so like <laughs> holistic. Yeah. Oh, he's leaned into the healing? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Dude, there's, no, no, a, no. there's another world that you don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such an idiot. That, yeah. He, his second or like one of his early guests was Wayne, uh, Dennis Pagan. Right. And Dennis Pagan said, oh, what would have been really nice? If you just said sorry, and and Kerry says, yeah, it didn't even occur to me. Fuck <laughs> no, I and, and and it's like, oh, and I mean, on one level, that's like, so oh, you're crazy, yeah. And it's in another level, it's like, oh, what happened to you? Like, you probably need to be hugged. Mm. You probably need to be taken care of. Yeah, we all do, but fuck, you just us North Melbourne people, mate. We're 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 delicate. <laughs> I was gonna, that's just like the most. Now you can know why I'm, I'm pinning it all on Harry Shizzle. <laughs> <laughs> this is out. who you are though. Like, this yeah. is, like that's the best summation. That whole, whatever, 20 minute rant or whatever that was is the most like, I feel like I know who North Melbourne are now. Like, cause I, I've, I've talked to a lot of North Melbourne fans before, mm. but I've never heard that perspective. And that I'm like, okay, that feels like that's the essence of, what a real North Melbourne supporter is. Yeah, it, but it permeates the thing that you don't want to, and even the Clarkson thing, or oh, we don't want to acknowledge like mm. that this is as bad as it is. Yeah. And 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 that's, I feel like starts with that Carey thing. And, yeah. and, and to sh show like an example of like a counterpoint, mm. look, at, look at Richmond and how Brendan Gale led them in the last 10 years. Yeah. And not many people know this because it's like, why should it be popular? But I don't know if you know a woman called Brené Brown, but she's Rings an American psychologist, academic, mm -hmm. and her main area focused is vulnerability mm -hmm. and embracing femininity mm. and your vulnerability and it making you a more holistic person mm. and things of this nature. For whatever reason, someone on the Richmond board got this woman who lives in Texas to come to Melbourne to stay for like six weeks mm. and work with the players on vulnerability. Right. And just what it means to embrace your vulnerability as a human being, mm. how that empowers you more just as a, as a, as a person. Mm. And when you're empowered from that deeper place, accepting the whole of who you are or your shame or mm. your trauma or the things you don't want people to know, then you're a, ability and capacity to connect with other people is increased mm. and your connective tissue and your synergy with the people you're working with is higher mm. because when we're not shaming each other we're acknowledging you've got this you've got this but we're here together mm. and they got this woman who specializes in this to come and teach like guys like dusty <laughs> on vulnerability for two months <laughs> yeah yeah and it's that sort of like that's not part of the the manual of yeah. how to run a good football club yeah it's never been. It's still it's still not really. It's more of these ideas are seeping into the the psyche for sure. Mm. But that is that is like a true innovation mm. that that is necessary. 
And when you take risks like that, look, behold the kingdom grow. You've got a three P. <laughs> Yeah. And like a club that when you think of Richmond, you think, yeah, they're really strong. Yeah. It feels like a safe place to be mm. just emotionally. Yeah. They they feel connected. Everyone looks like they're having the time of their life. The when best they- time. Yeah. And and this thing of, I mean, it sounds like airy-fairy, but you unpack it. Mm. And th- there's a lot of other issues. We won't even, I mean, I keep digressing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but like happening at North, that there's like shame around these things. How do we deal with these things? Mm. And it's like having someone like that at, at North, I mean, probably, I don't know how much it costs Richmond to do that, but yeah, a, a lot of money. They've got the funds. They, they do, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there just needs just to be healing, a little bit of healing at Arden Street <laughs> okay. and for the players. And anyway, I've, I've gone way too long. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to hit you with some vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is the most that I can offer you, but I feel like it's been too. It's been too long and I just need to ask a yeah. North fan yeah. or somebody that knows. Yes. What the fuck is a shin boner? Like I just don't – I don't know. I don't get it. It sounds super silly. It does. And I don't know what the whole – I don't know the story behind it. So so the ethos of it is courage, being like playing for your teammate, just putting your body on the line. Yeah. Uh, never, never say die attitude, I guess, and just like a toughness. Yeah. But – there are two stories I've heard, at least, that is the Genesis story of... So is it one of those things where there's not like a clear well, origin story? Yeah, so there was, there's two that I've heard positive. Okay. One that um, either North Melbourne players got their shins kicked or kicked shins or had harder shins to kick than other football players. <laughs> They're like, oh, these shins are pretty fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. sturdy. <laughs> these boys at Arden Street. They're the shin boners. That was one. And then maybe even from that is that uh, butchers, for whatever reason, in North to celebrate wins would put out shin bones, like dangling on-, on Shin bones from like- From, from meat. From, from, from like, I don't know, cow or something. <laughs> whatever. Cows have shins? Don't like, they have shins? I don't know. I, don't, I reckon they've got I don't shins. know what's happening. They've got le- four legs. What's the- Part of their leg. The front of the leg. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a shin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. They would just put the shin of a cow, I guess. Yeah. And dangle them there to celebrate the victories. Um, and who knows why they did that. Yeah. But that's another st- urban myth I heard. Yeah. Okay. Of uh, how the shin boner like tag imprinted itself yeah in the psyche yeah well i've just yeah i've never i feel like i've never gotten a full answer to like it's one of those things where there, there almost isn't one yeah like someone someone said it at a pub one day and it just caught on it just caught on yeah <laughs> all right uh joey we are going to wrap up in like five minutes yep, but yep. we're just going to do a last couple of things so um this has been great, by the way. Oh, mate, I've loved it. So much I didn't fun. realize I was into football this much. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit, I really care about this guy. That's, yeah, that's it, yeah, man. It's so silly. All right, so we're just going to do some quick quick fire word association. Oh, sure. Or just like answer as quick as you can. First thing that comes to your mind. Yep. Ready? Yep. All right, cool. Um, best moment as a North fan? Longmire. Premiership Cup. Yeah. Yep. Uh, worst moment as a North fan? Uh, 94 prelim. Geelong yeah. after the siren, Gary. Okay, Hill. so not the carry thing. I uh, just as a fan, like because it was so the, the Geelong thing was really visceral because I was there and I was mm. watching it happen. Okay, and 
I mean, it seems crazy, but like the stakes of going into a grand final. Yeah. Seems like that's like the highest stakes. Yeah. The Kerry thing was like almost just like you saw it in the paper and you thought, is this true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like people like teasing me about it at school. That's a longer burn too. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like like surely something is – you know, I would have read all those 84 pages of the Herald Sun. <laughs> yeah. Like, where's the truth? Yeah, yeah. Where's yeah. the truth? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the most devastating. What was the question? Our worst moment. Just worst moment. Yeah, but that's but I would still say, like, that the most devastating thing was the Carey thing. Yeah. But the, And so maybe from that you should infer that mm. or imply that that... But you truly lived that moment. You were there at the game for that. Yeah, moment. I yeah. was there seeing it. And I was, like, kind of on the flank or pocket seeing it like yeah. 50 meters away. So okay. it just felt like, uh, I'll that, take that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> uh, most underrated North player. Um, oh, I've got him on this one. Paul Curtis. Paul Curtis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't he, know why they don't play him immediately everywhere. He's so strong. Okay. He's he's like such a good mark. He's I don't know how tall he is. Maybe five nine, five ten. Right. But he plays like six three. He and he's good overhead. He can take pack marks. Apparently benches at like one hundred and forty. <laughs> um, but he's a, a good dynamic player. Maybe forty or fiftieth in the draft two years ago. Right. But. He's great, very underrated because we've got so many early draft picks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't get so much. But um, I think North value him and I know the diehard supporters really value him as well. Yeah, okay. Um, AFL player with the best just overall vibe? Uh, I said tie for me between Jack Rewalt and Max Gorn. Jack Rewalt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He did win a lot of people over, I think. Early career, not a lot of people liked him, but since – that good tiger energy started yeah happening. i've seen the, just like since i've seen him more in the media yeah he's I'm great like, on 360 he's great yeah he's he's so good and he's he's smart and he's funny yeah and um he's he's i think i like seeing players that are funny yeah and, yeah, yeah. and max gorn and jack rewalt probably like have made me laugh the most okay so well, i'm probably basing it on that there is gonna oh, be enough, funny. okay yeah, yeah so afl player with the worst overall vibe oh that seems so hard <laughs> And vibe isn't necessarily negative. It's just like someone that uh, might just be boring or you just wouldn't hang out with them. I mean, it's so cliche to say Jason Horn Francis <laughs> because I actually don't, I don't even think that, but he did come to my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still, well, that's, that's the answer. Though. I've still got a badge of his in my bedroom. <laughs> if, if that's the consolation, like. You do the badges? Well, because I was like, I'm, I'm like a top tier member of North. Like okay. To, I'm not a top tier membership anymore. Yeah. But when I I think they like sent out as soon as we drafted in badges to the like the type of member that I was. Wow. Like yeah, here's yeah. a like a memorabilia of Jason Juan Francis straight away. So yeah. I got this like badge and I'm like I'm just like it's so weird to be like a grown man wearing a, a badge of an eighteen, <laughs> 18 year old boy <laughs> on your breast. Like, oh, who's this young man? He's just an elite athlete. <laughs> All right. Um, so AFL player or personality that you think could be a comedian, like could li- actually do stand up? Uh, maybe Maxi. Yeah. Maxi Gorn, for yeah. sure. Yeah. He, he's a great answer. And like the, if you've seen him retell that story of him kicking that after the siren winner, the Geelong against Geelong. That was great. That's, 
That, that was so funny in that. Yeah, he's, oh, retelling the story. Yeah, yeah. He's. What's the, what's I've the, seen him retell it on like five different podcasts. Oh, really? And he's got it's he's got it down to a T. Like he knows all the beats. That's so funny. It's a whole. I haven't even seen it. I have to look that up. Yeah, it's a whole. You know what? I mean, you, I'm guessing you've seen this as well. He got interviewed immediately after that game. Mm-hmm. Immediately after that moment, mm-hmm. and at some point in the interview, they like, okay, we're going to cut away. He's like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're cutting away? <laughs> I just kicked the winning goal. Like, what are you doing? Surely, surely you want to stay with me a little bit longer. Come on. And he's like, oh, what a legend. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's good value. He is, he is. Yeah. All right. Uh, second favorite team? Uh, Richmond. Yeah. Uh, most hated team? Adelaide. Oh. Just because of the 98 um, – Okay. Grand final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I think seeing your team lose a grand final, mm-hmm. I've only seen us lose one. Yeah. Um, I just hated them from that moment. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Okay, that burns in there. And yeah. then last question, what is the biggest issue in the AFL at the moment? Uh, it's, it's, it's probably like indigenous issues still, I think. Okay. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Um, Joey Grant, did you just uh, film a special? Is this going to be out I, I, by the time? Uh, when will this be out? Uh, maybe a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. I reckon it'll be coming out like late July. There hasn't been a date, Ooh, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it might coincide with this. So, yeah. and you filmed it at Comedy Comedy Republic. Republic. Yeah. yeah. What's it? Do you know? You have a title? Uh, it's probably called What Are the Chances. I mean, it was a show I'd done at the Comedy Festival, mm-hmm. so I'm probably going to call it What Are the Chances. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything but, else you want to plug? Uh, no, that's it. It's, uh, that'll be coming out late July on YouTube. Um, still in the editing process, yeah. which is fun. How's that? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep talking about it if you want, but yeah. it's um, you learn so much because I'm not an editor mm-hmm. and I'm not editing it, but mm-hmm. I'm like in the room with you're, yeah, yeah, Sal. Yeah, you're watching the rushes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Joey Green, thank you so much for coming on Kicking Gags. This was a blast. Thanks, brother. I yeah. really loved it. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh, what a fun time that I had with Joseph Green on Kicking Gags. Um, don't forget, you can catch Joseph's comedy special, the very comedy special that we were talking about at the end of this podcast. It is on YouTube now. I'll put a link in the description. It's called What Are the Chances? It's very funny. Joseph is just a uh, lovely, lovely man, as I said in the intro. So please uh, go follow him. Go watch the special. Enjoy it. Um, if you like this podcast, please tell somebody about it. Rate, subscribe, do all those things, and have a lovely day. Go Dees.